We are continuing this week um, in, our, in our psalm series, and the whole idea behind this series really is looking and saying, so what has God been teaching his people for centuries upon centuries upon centuries, and what can we, what can we learn from this? So over the last few weeks, we've looked at, at psalms that were psalms of, of lament, right? Saying, what is it that, uh, that we're placing before God and, and, and saying, I'm just, this is breaking my heart. We've looked at psalms that are... Um, they're psalms of worship, saying, God, this is, this is who you are, and I'm still trying even poetically to, to wrap my head around, uh, around this. These are, are worship songs of the people of God, so some written by David, some written by others who were, who were leading God's people in worship. And so we look and we say, what do we learn from those who have gone before us? What do we learn from people who are, who are seeking to follow God well in a world that, that seeks to do everything it can to, 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 to draw us off of that mark? And so we look at the Psalms, and in particular, the Psalm we're looking at this morning, Psalm 20, um, we look at that and we say, so, so what is it that, that God's wanting to teach us, right? What is it that God's wanting to, to speak into our lives? What should life look like that's, that's different coming out of this? One of the things I've seen, we've been talking a little bit in different conversations this morning, how in some ways we have emerged or we're in the process of emerging from a uh, pretty intense season, right, with all sorts of like unexpected realities. I remember a few months ago thinking we're going to like shut down for maybe a couple weeks, right, while things kind of like normalize, and then, and then we're going to have this big celebration, this big party when we all come back together again. And it's really this, this journey that's, that's a lot more like elongated than that, right? It's, 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 it's kind of like this, this process of emerging, and so we're learning things. We're learning things about the world. We're learning things about ourselves through this process. But one of the things that, as I approach this psalm, as I look at what it is that, that God's teaching me in this season. Because it isn't just, here's a few weeks and then we're back to normal. This has become a kind of like defining season, maybe of a generation, that we're looking at something. I'm looking at something that's happening in the world right now that, um, that's, that's terrifying, right? That we're, we're responding in fear. Uh, we're responding in anger to all the things that are just like unusual about what's happening, that, that there's so many struggles, there's so many things that are happening, there's, there's so many things that, that seem to be drawn as battle lines, as like this is a win or lose kind of situation, this is a how do I get my way, right? And there's so many fights, there's so many battles, there's so many things that are happening in this way that um, there's this trend that's happening in our culture, there's a trend that's, that's happening in the world around us that... Um, it's, it's, it's a fight. But what's concerning about that to me isn't that the world is acting like that. It's not, it's, it's not as concerning to me that, that that's happening in the culture around us. It's, what's concerning to me is when I start to see something that's trending in the world start to trend in me. Right? When, when I see it start to trend in us as a people that, that, are, that are designed and created for something different, that, that God is supposed to be making in a different kind of image. That any time I see something that's, that's a trend in the world that become, that's starting to become a trend in me, I have to pause and say, now wait a minute. What's influencing me here? What is it that's, that's impacting the way I operate? What is it that's, that's happening here? What is it that I'm becoming? And we talk about this fight for us as we are in a season where everything seems like a struggle, right? Everything's a little bit harder than it, than it typically would be, that, that there are so many struggles, there's so many things that feel like battles. There's so many things that, that feel like a fight. In some ways, everything has been a struggle or a fight for so long now that, that it makes everything that's in front of us look like it's supposed to be a fight, that, that everything seems like a fight. For some of us, we're, 
we're so tired of fighting, right? We're like, can we just have like something that feels normal that, that maybe for some of us, we've even been fighting the same battles over and over and over, which leads us to feeling helpless because we look at, at maybe a struggle that's in front of us and it's like, this fight is just too big for me, right? I'm just not even sure what I can do. I, I feel helpless or I feel hopeless or, or maybe for some of us, it's that, man, there are so many battles that are in front of me, so many struggles, so many things that, that, that I'm facing right now that it's not even like there's this one big thing that I'm facing, but it's this, this, like, this battle line full of things that, that make me feel like I'm surrounded, that make me feel like there's, there's just so many things that I need to fight or so many fights that I, that I have to take on. And it makes us feel hopeless or makes us feel helpless. And, and then it leads us to a point where we're, we're not even sure where to start fighting. Right? We're not even sure where we begin. Where is it that we even start with, with everything that's coming our way, with, with everything that we're facing? Where is it that we, that we even begin? Which leads us to our, to our big issue this morning. Which leads us to the, to the big issue, which is that, we, that we're not sure where to start fighting. And so we start fighting in the wrong place, right? We start fighting in, in the wrong place, and that, which means that we end up fighting the wrong battle. But the good news, the good news, I guess, is that we're not the first ones to face this. We're not the first ones that, that have, to, have to deal with this particular issue. And the, 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 the good news goes on in the fact that, that we can actually get this right that we can actually learn to, to operate in a different way. And this is what Psalm 20, as we, as we spend time in this particular psalm, this is a psalm of, of preparation for a battle. Right? This is a, a psalm of, of people coming together and, and preparing their hearts and preparing themselves to, to go out and fight. And so Psalm 20 gives us a different way to see what's ahead of us, a different way to prepare for battle, a different preparation than what we expect it's unique because it calls us to a retreat before the fight, right? To posture ourselves in a different kind of way. And it's all wrapped up. It's all wrapped up in, in, in what's called a liturgy, which is a, which is a kind of like structured way of worship. So this is the people of God saying that, that as we get ready to fight, as we, as we prepare to fight, that we want to make sure we prepare in a particular kind of way in a way that reminds us, in a way that gives us hope, in a way that, that changes our perspective on what the battle is supposed to look like, that it's, that it's wrapped up in something that's, that could be repeated in the, in the, in the face of, of any battle, in the face of any fight. And so we look in our own lives and we say, so what do we learn from this? Right? If this is the way God's people postured themselves well before a fight, then, then how is it that we can learn in, the, in, a, in a time when it feels like there's battles everywhere and it feels like everything that we're doing as a people is a we have to win or we lose kind of situation? It's structured. Psalm 20 is structured in three parts. We have an intercession. We have a, a moment where the God's people are praying over their king. They're, they're praying not just for their king, but they're praying for their king as a representation of the people. So they're, they're asking for God to do things for the king, which means that they're asking God to not only bless the king, but to, to bless the, the people that the king represents. It's a declaration that's, that's spoken by a priest over the people saying, this is, this is what's true. Right? Whatever it is that you're thinking, whatever it is you're expecting, whatever it is that, that you have opinions about as you, as you come to this moment, that, that there is a declaration of what's true. And then the people respond. The people begin to talk about what this means for them, to, to, to begin to, to play out this different perspective that they have in light of what, of what they're experiencing. And so the Psalm 20 starts with, with this statement. It says, May the Lord... May the Lord answer you when you're in distress. May the name of God, the God of Jacob protect you. 
the structure of this particular, this first part, this intercessory prayer that's being spoken is, is unique in the sense that it's, it's, it's a prayer to God, but it's, but it's in some ways it's, a, it's addressing the, the person who's being prayed for, right? So it's kind of like a, it's a blessing, but it's, a, it's an intercessory prayer that, that the king, as he's preparing to lead his people, right? As, we, as he's preparing to, to send his people into battle, to lead his people well in battle, is getting to hear the prayers that are being spoken over him, right? To, to, to be praying for God's courage, to be praying for God's provision, to be praying for God's protection, and then to hear the words that are being spoken to God on our behalf is a powerful thing. I remember at one point walking through a, a, a challenging season of life and, and getting a text message from a friend that was more than like what would be appropriate length for a normal text message. You know, like you get these texts sometimes where it's like, that is like a novel. That is not a text message. This is like, you have to keep scrolling as, the, as, as you're trying to read the text, right? And what it was, was they had heard that I was walking through this and they sent me their prayers for me on like the, the, what they were praying on my behalf to God. And so I got to read the prayer that was being spoken over me and, and, and I got to be blessed by the prayers that, are being, that were being spoken to hear what's being said about me, to hear what's being said about us to God is a, is a powerful kind of thing, which means maybe we need to, to, to practice that a little bit more often. Just as a, as a side note, as we, as we pray for people, what if when we say, look, I, I've heard that this is happening in your life, what if we moved beyond just saying, I, I'm going to be praying for you to, to saying, here's what I'm going to be praying. Or maybe we even pause and say, can I pray for you right now? And we, and we pray out loud over someone and let them hear what it is that we're praying. To let them hear maybe even some of the things that are on their hearts, the, the things that maybe they haven't even spoken that God inspires us to, to pray for, to, to intercede for. Sometimes people need to hear our prayers, the prayers that we're praying for them. And then the psalmist continues as the liturgy plays out. You can imagine that the king is now, he's offering a sacrifice to God. And while he's offering the sacrifice, while he's going through this whole process, the, the people of God, the gathered people of God are, are praying out loud over him. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. So the king is, is offering a sacrifice and, and the people that are surrounding him, the people that he's leading are, are saying, may God accept this, may God remember this, may, may God support you and hold you up and, and lead you and give you courage and all these kinds of things. And it's this, this kind of like multi-sensory kind of thing that's happening as the, as the king is, is preparing to lead his people in battle. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Right? Speaking over the king, speaking not just over the king, but, but for the people that the king represents because what's good for the king is, is good for the people. What's, what's good for the one who's leading is good for the people in this, in this experience. That may your plans mean that succeed means that may our plans succeed. Right? May what God's doing in you and through you be, be good for all of us. And he says, may we, or they say, may we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. That is, they're speaking in anticipation of victory. They're speaking in anticipation of not just the battle, not just the, the struggle that's ahead of them, but they're, but they're anticipating the joy at the end of the struggle, on the other side of it, where, where we shout for joy over not just your victory, but over our victory. 
where we can see because we're, we're posturing ourselves in a particular kind of way that, that helps us see that it's, that it's not just the struggle, but there is, there is joy on the other side of the struggle. And he says, they say, may we lift up our banners in the name of our God. May we have joy and may God be glorified at the end of this struggle. Right? Whatever it is that we're facing, these battles that they would have been preparing for are things that were coming their way or potentially even things where, where they were advancing, where, where it, was, it, was, it was like there's some sort of struggle that's ahead. On the other side of that struggle, God, as we, as we pray, as we, as we wrestle, as we, as we posture ourselves before the fight, can we imagine joy? Can we, imagine, can we imagine God being glorified on the other side of the struggle? May we shout for joy over your victory and lift our banners in the name of our God. And then the priest would get up. And verse 6 says this, now this, right? Now is this emphatic kind of statement that is like, this is what's true. Now this I know. The Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. And it's, that it's he gives, or the Lord gives victory. You could translate it or understand it to say the, the Lord has given, right? It's already happened. We just haven't yet perceived it, right? That it's, that it's, this, it's this, this past tense completed kind of action that, that God gives, that he continues to give, that he has given victory to his anointed. So the king, that the, the, the priest is speaking that there is victory, that there is something that's, 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 that's victorious on the other side of all of this, that he has given victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Right? The king and the people who are preparing to fight, the, the warriors who have assembled, the people who are dependent on, on the work of, of the army that's, that's going to be protecting them. Having this, having this spoken over them, that they've postured themselves in prayer. They've, they've prayed to God. Instead of just simply saying, we're going to begin to prepare for battle, so we need to amass as many weapons as we can. We, we need to get as many horses and chariots and, and all those kinds of things. We need to make sure that, that we are well protected, that we, that we have all the provisions that we need, that, that, we're, that we're well prepared for battle. That before the fight starts, there's this posture that, that says, we're going to start with prayer. Right, that the battle is, is, is starting in a different kind of place maybe than what we would expect, this thing that makes us unique among people. Because then the people respond. As the, the priest has now made the declaration, they've, they've interceded for the king, they've, they've prayed for God's protection and provision and for his support as they, as they go into this battle. And then, the, and then the priest has spoken, the priest has made a declaration. And then the people remember and then the people remember what it is that God has done. The people respond based on the, on the journey that they've walked so far, the stories that have, that, have, that have come and have influenced them. They say this in verse 7, in remembrance, in, in, in a response to, to, to the intercession and to the declaration that has been made. They say, some, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They say there's ways to prepare, but we're not the kind of people who just do our preparation with horses and chariots. We're not the kind of people who just gather up weapons. We're not the kind of people who, who gather up swords and, and try and get the biggest army around that, that, that we prepare. We are, they're making their own declaration here, we prepare differently. We fight differently, that our battle happens before we show up on the battlefield, that, that we prepare in a different kind of way. 
that some, whoever it is, this, this kind of like not us people trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. And then they would go and they would prepare based on this reality that, that they would literally structure their defensive preparations on this principle, saying we will not try to be the largest army. We will not try to amass more horses and chariots. These are the most, most powerful kinds of weaponry that were available. The, the greatest advantage that you could have in battle was the number of chariots and the number of horses that would be pulling those chariots. Right? These, these kind of like mounted defense that's happening that the people of God would pray this and then they would go out and live this, that they would prepare for battle differently so that God would get glory for the battle that was won. It says this, the outcome of trusting in chariots and in horses, says they are brought to their knees and they fall. But we, but we rise up and stand firm. We need to sit in this verse for just a moment because there is this incredible reversal that's happening, this great reversal that's happening where this, 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 we're talking posture and it starts with, with people who, who are standing on the battlefield in preparation for battle and they, and they think they've got this. Right? They've got their chariots and they've got their armies and they've got their horses and, and all these things and, and they're anticipating victory based on their skill set, based on, on what they've done. And there's this kind of like arrogant expectation of victory. This is the some who are trusting in their horses and chariots. And the psalmist, as this, as this liturgy plays out, as this worship plays out, says that they are brought to their knees and they fall. So the, 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 the trajectory of, of posture is from standing as if they're going to win because of what they've prepared, because of what they've done, because of the, the chariots and the horses and the confidence they have in themselves, that there's the standing and then, and then being brought to their knees, right? A, a different posture where, where they have, have, have moved from, from standing on their own strength to, to being postured on their knees in, in submission and failure. We, we rise up and stand firm. Two very different trajectories, two very different kinds of postures where one is from standing to, to kneeling and one is from kneeling to standing. Right? The battle is different. The trajectory is different. The posture is different. We say that we prepare. We, we, we prepare in prayer. We prepare and surrender to God, that we surrender to God before the battle, and then we rise up in victory. We're, we're, we're on the other side. If we've placed our trust in other places, if we're, if we're preparing for battle in different kinds of ways, if we see what other people do and people who are not chasing after God, when we see what that plays out, like it's, it's from standing to being brought low. We have seen this probably play out in our lives in a variety of circumstances. When we've gotten it right, we, we move from, from, the, from the kneeling to, to victory. When, we've, when we get it wrong and we know what this feels like, we go from thinking that we've got it to being brought low. The question is, what kind of posture do we want to have? What kind of battle is it that we're looking to fight? It's a great reversal. We see this play out in the battlefield, right? Why wouldn't we apply it to our lives to, to start to, to imagine victory, but to say we're going we're gonna to fight and we're going to posture ourselves differently. We're going to start in a position of prayerful surrender and allow God to, to lift us in victory. We can see it in the battlefield. Why wouldn't we apply it to our lives? That's the implicit reality that's, that's, being, that's being played out, that's being described in this psalm as people remember the way God has worked. And then verse 9, Lord, Give victory to the king. 
answer us when we call this, this one statement with multiple layers to it that's talking about victory to the king, but then also the, the reality that, that it impacts the people, that it's all wrapped up together. This also, by the way, is, is the root of, of a phrase that's used in England. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this on like Independence Day weekend, but this is where like, England would get the God save the queen statement. Right? It's the same, it's the, it's the root of that, where, where Lord give victory to the king, God save the king. And it's become like a cultural thing that, that we do that, um, that it becomes this idea that what's good for the king, what's good for the queen, what's good for the one who's leading, what's, what's good for, for them is, 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 is a benefit to the people who are following. Answer us when we call. And so we're called to fight, right? We're called to battle. This, this life that we live, the things that we're facing, the, the journey that we're walking is, is not always simple. It's not always like the, the easiest way forward. And so we have, we have battles that come our way. We have moments where, where, where we're taking new ground, where we're, we're moving forward spiritually. And so there's this battle that's to, that's to come. And the question is, how is it that we move forward? Well, how is it that we fight that particular battle? We have moments where, where it's not just that we're, that we're kind of like moving forward in a kind of like an offensive kind of way, like moving forward, but, but where we're, we're on defense, where things are coming our way, where we're trying to survive, that it feels like a, like a battle for survival. But we have these struggles, we have these times, that's what life in so many ways is marked by. But the question is, how will we fight? What will we do? How will we posture ourselves? What can we learn from those who have gone before us? And it starts with understanding this, that, that prayer, that prayer is how we fight. That as a people, that as a people, our battle is inner before it's outer, right? That, that the battle line, the things that are happening, the way that the battle is fought, that, that for a people who are, who are chasing after God, who are trusting in God for victory, they, they fought the battle in prayer before the battle ever started, at least what we would understand to be the battle, that, that, that they fought the battle in the right place. We talk about starting our battles in the wrong place and we end up fighting the wrong battles, that, that they say we're going to fight our battle starting in prayer. That prayer is how we fight because it's a posture that, that moves us from, from kneeling to standing in victory, not standing in, like expecting victory to, to kneeling and surrender. Prayer is how we fight. How does that play out in, in two particular ways? One is that prayer is preparation. That prayer is preparation, that, that we're making a choice before the, the fight starts, that we're making a choice before the battle begins. We're, we're taking a particular posture, this, this posture of prayerful surrender, saying, God, I have, I'm trusting you to bring victory whatever that looks like, right? Because it doesn't always look like exactly what we would expect it to be or, or exactly what we want. And so it's not just that we're, we're praying for a particular outcome, but we're praying for God to work. We're praying for God to, to bring victory, whatever it is that that victory looks like. And it's a posture and it's a perspective, right? It, it gives us an opportunity to remember. There is so much noise, there are so many stories. There are so many things that would, that would take our courage, that would make us want to fight in different kind of ways, that, that would make us hold on and, and, and be unwilling to even trust God with the fight that's ahead of us. And when we pray, right, when we spend time allowing God to speak, when we spend time listening to God speak, that we remember. So prayer is preparation, but prayer is remembrance as well. To remember it's an act of remembering. It's remembering who is on our side. It's an act of remembering what he can do. Right? As God's people were praying in preparation for a battle, they, they were speaking of the ways that God has, 
has protected. They were, they were speaking in anticipation based on what God has done in the past that, that he will continue to do in the future, that, that maybe what God has done in past generations, he, he longs to do or plans to do in our generation as well. Who is on our side and what he can do. And this is also a moment where we realize that these psalms were written before Jesus walked the earth. Right? These psalms were written before, before Jesus lived and died for us, before Jesus went to the cross and, and went through death for us and made a way for us. And so what's being remembered by faith, we know by name and the person of Jesus. And Jesus shows us, talk remembrance, Jesus shows us how hard God will fight for us. How hard God will fight for our victory, the lengths that he will go to for our victory. That when we remember, that when we remember the way that God has fought, the, the lengths that God went to for us to be victorious, for us to, to be able to win the battle that's in front of us, when we realize that God sent his son to live and die for us, he did the unthinkable so that we could have victory to remember that as we face whatever battle it is that we face, to remember that the same God, the same God who, who literally sent his son from heaven to earth to, to do all those things for us is the same God that's fighting for us, the same God that's standing with us, the same God that's, that's going ahead of us in, in whatever battle it is that we're facing. Prayer. Prayer is remembrance. Remembrance cuts through the lies, cuts through the noise that the enemy brings into our lives. It would make us doubt. It would make us see things that, that, would, that would cause us to want to fight the battle on our own strength and with our own chariots and with our own horses and whatever it is that we've gathered together. That when we remember that the greatest battle of our lives was fought and won, not by our strength, but by God's work in our lives, then, then we can begin to, to let go of whatever preparation, whatever work we think we need to do to pull off a victory. And we hit our knees and surrender prayerfully, saying, God, would you work in me, and would you go ahead of me? Help me find joy on the other side of the struggle. And so two simple questions this morning as we as we imagine what this looks like in our lives, the first is this, is, is, where, is where are we placing our trust? Right? What are in our lives the version of those horses and those chariots? Where is it that, that we go to, to to feel like we've got our fighting chance? Where is it that we look to, to find our hope? Where is it that we look to say that, that we're ready for the struggle? That it could be this morning that as we, as we listen to words that are echoing across the centuries, that it's an opportunity for us to say, God, these are the things God, these are the things that I've been holding on to. These are my chariots. These are my horses. These are the things that I've been placing my trust in. And for each of us, this is going to look different. But it's, it's an opportunity for us to, to get before God and say, but, but some trust in these things. But I trust in my God. Right? I trust in what God has done. I trust in the God who, who is going before me in the struggle, who's going before me in the battle to allow this psalm to be a pattern of prayer, saying that, that there are others that do this, but, and I have been one of those, but not, not anymore, right? It's different now. Where are we placing our trust? What battle, what battle do we need to surrender to God? Maybe it's the same fight over and over and over again. Maybe it's the, the same things that we keep going to, and it's, it's like, so, so what battle 
Have I been fighting on my own strength? What battle have I, have I been thinking that I have to fight before God would ever fight on my behalf, before I could ever stand before God? What is it that, that I think I have to somehow create victory in my life for? Maybe this morning is a, for us an opportunity to take that battle and instead of saying, I've got to fix this before God could care about me, I've got to fix this before God would want to have anything to do with me. And we take that battle and we choose to fight it in the right place, that we posture ourselves prayerfully before God and we say, God, I surrender this battle to you. God, I don't have the capacity to win this battle by myself, that, that in me I do not have the strength to win this, but, but when I remember what it is that you've done for me, when I posture myself in a posture of remembrance, when I, when I look at what you've done in the past, when I look at what you're, what you're longing to do in me, I realize that, that this fight is not my fight. And so we posture ourselves in prayerful surrender before God before we, before we rise in victory after the battle as God fights for us. And the outcome of all of this as the people of God would worship and pray in preparation for battle is, is joy on the other side of the struggle and it's glory for God. May our lives May our lives be postured in this way. May we choose wisely the way that we fight our battles. May we, may we fight differently, fighting the right battle in the right place, allowing God to work in us and through us, giving glory to God. Let's pray. God, thank you. God, thank you for the way you work. God, thank you for the peace that comes with understanding this process. God, I pray that you would do a revealing work in us this week that, that would help us see our lives differently, that we would see where it is that, that we're placing our trust in, in anything other than you. And then, God, that you would show us where we're fighting the wrong battle in the wrong place. God, show us those battles that, that we need to still surrender to you. God, I pray in a world that's full of anger, it's full of frustration, it's full of hopelessness, that you would give us joy. God, that you would be glorified in our lives. God, that we wouldn't be marked by culture, but we would mark the world around us. God, we pray this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, the one who goes before us, the one who gave us victory and continues to lead us forward. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.